Hello, everyone. Have you ever thought about how you use something to represent a concept that seems like it doesn't even exist? I know. It sounds a bit wild, doesn't it? This is exactly what crossed my mind when I started thinking about zero. How did something that's all about nothing become such a big deal in math? It may seem a little strange, but I promise it's a super interesting story. I've been researching this and I'm super excited to share this amazing journey with you. So, get ready to explore. We use zero all the time, right? You might have heard things like zero apples, zero tolerance, or zero waste. But guess what? Early civilizations like the Babylonians, Mayans, and Greeks didn't have this zero concept like we do now. They had their own unique ways of handling it, or rather, not handling it. So, what did they do instead? Hang on, I'll tell you. But first, let's talk about why zero is even needed, okay? There are two super important reasons. Zero as a placeholder to represent nothing, like when you say you have zero apples. Zero in a positional system, which might sound a bit complex, but don't worry, I'll make it easy to understand. You know the numbers, like one, two, three? What if we want to count really big stuff? That's where the positional system comes into play. Think about the number 123. The 1 is in the hundreds place, 2 is in the tens place, and 3 is in the ones place. They each have their spots, right? Now, when we add a 0, like in 1023, it helps us keep our numbers organized. The 0 is like a superhero holding a spot and saying, hey, nothing's here. But it's super crucial because it helps us count big numbers neatly. Alright, we've seen how zero is key for two reasons, as a placeholder for nothing and in a provisional system for counting huge numbers. Let's take a closer look at how different ancient civilizations tackled this zero thing. It's pretty cool. It started with the Sumerians, who came up with a positional counting system to keep track of their stuff, using symbols placement to show value. This cool system was later picked up by the Akkadians and the Babylonians around 2000 BC. The Babylonians, in their base, 60 numeral system, used a space to show when a digit was missing. Over time, they got even smarter and used a double wedge as a special symbol for zero, making a big leap in how we see zero in numbers. The Mayans used a shell-like thimble, often shown as a fancy seashell or an oval shape with a hole in the middle, to denote zero in their base, 20 system. This symbol represented the absence of a quantity in their numerical system. The ancient Greeks didn't have a special symbol for zero. They really liked using pictures and shapes, like triangles and circles, to explain things. But the idea of nothing or zero wasn't their thing. They just didn't fit with how they thought, so they didn't have a symbol for zero. They preferred focusing on positive numbers and shapes they could see and draw. To put it simply, the ancient Greeks didn't bother with zero because they were more into stuff they could touch and see, like numbers and shapes. They didn't dive into the idea of nothing in their math, unlike some other old cultures. They stuck to what they could see and draw, mainly positive numbers and shapes. The ancient China, where they had their own mathematical innovations. 
Ancient China used counting rods as a mathematical tool and had a decimal system. These counting rods represented numbers, and their decimal system meant that the position of a digit in a number determined its value, much like our modern system. But here's something interesting: ancient Chinese math didn't start with a symbol for zero. The idea of zero as a placeholder or a number wasn't in their system at first. A genius mathematician Lu Hui from the third century C deserves a big shout out. Because he introduced a symbol for zero in Chinese math, he created a system that included a small circle for zero. This circle meant there was no value in a certain spot, just like how we use zero today. Lu Hui's zero symbol was a huge milestone. It brought the idea of zero as a placeholder into Chinese math and helped spread this idea to other cultures over time. In ancient India, during the fifth and seventh century C. Mathematicians such as Aryabhata and Brahmagupta made remarkable contributions to the study of zero. It made India's math history extra special. Aryabhata, in his work Aryabhatiya, introduced a symbol for zero and realized how important it was as a placeholder in positional notation. This was a big moment, showing that nothing could really matter in math. But it didn't stop there. Around 628 CE, Brahmagupta took it a step further by defining zero as a numerical value and laying down comprehensive rules for arithmetic operations involving zero. These two mathematicians were like the superheroes of math, shaping the way we understand and use zero today. Their work wasn't forgotten. Now let's talk about the impact of all this on the Indian decimal numeral system. The incorporation of zero as a numerical digit and placeholder in the system was nothing short of revolutionary. It paved the way for more efficient and sophisticated mathematical calculations. This focus on zero as a key math concept made Indian math stand out and hugely influenced different science fields. It became a cornerstone of modern math and numeral systems. The Indian mathematicians didn't just embrace nothing. This showed the world how powerful zero could be in numbers, so they definitely earned their spot in zero's history. Arab mathematicians Aryabhata and Brahmagupta played a big part in shaping our understanding of zero. One of the notable figures in this context is Muhammad ibn Musa al-Khwarizmi, whose work was a game changer for algebra and zero. Al-Khwarizmi's book. The compendious book on calculation by compression and balancing introduced algebra and talked about zero as a placeholder and a number. This book was the foundation for algebraic equations and systematic methods for solving them, where zero was key for unknown amounts. Other Arab mathematicians like Al-Kindi and Al-Kazini also contributed a lot to zero. They improved the decimal positional notation system, highlighting zero's role as a placeholder. As knowledge from the Arab world began to make its way into medieval Europe through translations of Arabic texts and interactions with scholars during the Middle Ages, European mathematicians gradually embraced the decimal numeral system and zero as a crucial component. One of the key figures in this transition was Leonardo of Pisa. Better known as Stidanaci in the 13th century, his book *Liber Abbasi*, the Book of Calculation, brought the Hindu-Arabic numeral system to Europe.
He showed how efficient the decimal system was and how important zero was as a placeholder. This book had a huge influence on European math and laid the groundwork for modern arithmetic. Later on, European mathematicians developed and refined zero's use in calculations and algebraic expressions. They saw zero as a fundamental number and used it in various math fields, including calculus. Zero was crucial in calculus for concepts like limits. In the 17th century, the invention of calculus by European mathematicians such as Isaac Newton and Gottfried Wilhelm Leibniz marked a significant turning point in the history of mathematics. Zero played a central role in the fundamental concepts of limits and derivatives. In calculus, zero is used to express getting really close to a value, which helps understand instant changes and calculate areas under curves. The concept of limits, with zero at its core, became super important in calculus and set the stage for modern physics, engineering, and various sciences. The incorporation of zero into computer science can be traced back to the development of binary code. In the mid-20th century, computer pioneers like Claude Shannon and John Bon Newman recognized the efficiency and simplicity of the binary numeral system, which uses only two digits, zero and one. Zero in binary code represents the absence of an electrical signal or a logical off state, while one represents an electrical signal or a logical on state. The use of zero in binary code is not just a matter of convenience. It is fundamental to how computers process and store information. Every piece of data, from numbers and text to images and videos, is ultimately represented in binary form, where zero and one encode the information. The binary system's elegance lies in its efficiency for electronic circuitry, making it the basis for modern digital computers. As we've traveled through time, from the clay tablets of Babylon to the computers of today, zero has been at the heart of mathematical and scientific breakthroughs that have shaped civilizations. Its role in the binary systems that power our digital world illustrates the enduring impact of this nothing that turned out to be everything. Zero's journey is a vivid example of how a single concept can bridge cultures, inspire centuries of discovery, and unlock the mysteries of the universe. Before we wrap up, let's think about what the future might hold for the fascinating story of Zero. Is Zero just about nothing, or is it a door to endless possibilities? Think about what secrets and new discoveries Zero might help us uncover. How could it change the way we understand the world around us in the years to come? What if we never had zero enough, or what if its importance was questioned? Imagine how different things would be without it. Could there have been other ways to count or solve problems without zero? If you're into this zero story, don't forget to hit the like button, subscribe for more cool explorations, and share your thoughts below.